0: Join me as I talk with people who express their creativity in ways that can inspire the rest of us to recognize our own creativity. And if you enjoy these conversations, please like, subscribe, and share them. Hello and welcome to Creativity Conversations. This is episode 47 and I have such Pleasure in introducing Jules and Rudy Kennard on this conversation today. So, hello, the two of you. Hello, Hi.
1: nice to be here.
0: Nice <laughs> to have two of you here. It's just, I usually <laughs> just have one, but to have two of you, that's double the fun. <laughs> I'm going to start out as I usually do by reading the uh, bio that Jules and Rudy have given me, and then we'll just let the conversation unfold. Rudy and Jules are authors and co-founders of Innate Evolution. They are also international speakers, parents, and they're married. Between them, they've experienced the death of a partner, teenage daughter, homelessness, domestic violence, and crippling burnout and bankruptcy. As a result of these direct life experiences and what they've seen for themselves about life, they now share what they believe is a missing link to resilience And a deeper silence behind the aliveness and creative nature of life. They're the originators and authors of the book Holality the Missing Link to Love and their accredited training courses and resources have now reached over a million people. That's impressive. Their main message is helping others uncover a wholeness within that can carry them through any life circumstance by acknowledging that we are creator beings and have innate energetic gifts to profoundly expand and recreate our lives. And their message is not about transcending our human experience, but fully embracing our whole human experience. And I love this part. Freedom is not in a particular state of mind, but in experiencing all states of mind with freedom. It's about our humanness, the extraordinary ordinariness and our commonality. And their website is innateevolution.com. So, mm. golly, where do we go from here? <laughs>
1: <sighs> it was wonderful that you, you read that out, Nina, because it's um, it kind of reminds me of this and how It's this, this incredible creative power that we are. And we have to create with, um, to recreate, uncreate, and really expand the possibilities of our own life. And um, I think from an artistic perspective, people often see creativity and art as something that you do on a medium like sculpting or music or, or painting. But what would happen if we see life as the canvas and create a masterpiece with color and sound and intense emotions and the palette or the brush we use is going to be our beliefs our decision making our ability to run through life with the hair on fire as a metaphor and really, really experience the wholeness of our lives, all the natural ebbs and flows, the natural ups and downs, and not be frightened of it, but embrace it. It, it, it leads to a quite amazing life masterpiece.
2: Mm, absolutely. <clears throat> I think that sometimes we go through life innocently living by a template, Mm. a paint by numbers. But life and the way we are moving forward with holality is recognizing that there are 7.8 billion unique perceptions within this one consciousness. And that's just humans, just humans. And I want to stress unique, unique individuals expressing as their own whole self on the blank canvas of infinite potential. And just like you know Rudy said, your passions, this intuitive essence that speaks to you is they are our 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 paintbrushes, there are clay, there are, you know, they are what we use to guide us internally, that um, imagination, Hmm. the Latin term for imagination is Mago, and it means to make the same. And when you speak to that intuitive essence and bring it out into the world, you're sharing your imagination with others. And it doesn't have to look like anybody else's. It can be a poem, it can be a garden, it can be your children. It, it can be a song. It can be a book.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> <Would you laughs> a <guide> teacher. <laughs> so many of those for you. Yes, all of us. You. <laughs> uh, and I I really like what you're pointing out about the the uniqueness, because I've been talking about this lately with people, and, you know, there's such a push in our world to to put everything in a, um, a very neat and tidy box. This is the framework. This is how life is. So you can relax because this is how life operates. And yet, I worry, I really wonder about that, how when we over rely on a conceptual framework, we lose something, or we lose some of that uniqueness.
2: Absolutely.
0: You know this is how we should think this is how we should behave we should be productive we should be good members of society we should you know we should always be uh we should be managing our time rather than being in the flow and it's i think there's a sacrifice that happens there
2: absolutely yes do you want to speak to that um
1: well i think like you said paint by numbers there, yeah. there's um we're kind of born and we're, we're taught to paint by numbers for instance you know get a job find a partner bring up kids get a good playing job uh, save for our time and and you follow the paint by numbers and before you know it like you've you've painted the paint by numbers but there's this tremendous hole in your heart Mm. or there can be because there was no expression there was expressing what other people in society have told you to express and so i think i think for me personally like it's about experience it's about experiencing it's about expressing and my head has always told me not to do things if i'd followed my paint by numbers and what the logic dictates i would not have thrown snowballs thrown snowballs at everest base camp i wouldn't have felt the sun on me and and the parrot and heard the parrots flying around in brazil i wouldn't start my own business i wouldn't have done tv presenting there's there's all these beautiful experiences I wouldn't have even met Jules, my wife, because there was like a risk involved with, that's a whole other story, but there was things going on. So when you realize that life's a blank canvas, I can create my own picture and it's nice to respect other people's picture that they're telling you to create, but what would happen if you just realize that you have the autonomy to recreate and draw whatever you like with whatever colors you have it can be fear inducing but knowing the nature of fear what is fear fear is a thought it's a perception obviously i'm not talking about walking in africa and with very real physical threats just psychological fear here that when you look at creation, creation is something, nothing into something. There's this spiritual power, this nothingness. You have an idea and it comes into something in your mind. The only thing stopping people from bringing that something into a, that nothing into a creative something is fear. Mm. There's the fear from the nothing. Then there's something. Then there's fear. And the, the fear stops it. Mm understanding the nature of fear you understand that the nature of how we work is that your logical mind which is still part of the whole will try and stop you doing anything that's risky and i'll have to say as a generalization if you're not doing something that puts the fear of god in you it often isn't worthwhile
0: <laughs> does that mean i have to be careful cooking dinner tonight <laughs>
1: like what would you create if you didn't give a crap what people thought Mm. like what would you create if you didn't follow the thoughts in your mind telling you can't do it and you're not enough and who am i and etc etc i tell you what you would create you would create love manifest on earth in whatever expression that is
2: Mm. absolutely and And with this palette, this palette, I want to zoom out and embrace every single color of this palette, meaning the contractions and the expansions, Mm -hmm. the cries and the laughter, the happies and the sad, every single color of the rainbow and anything else in between. That's holality. Holality has helped me Find find this sublime love, this great contentment in the contractions and the expansion, just like the trees outside that lose their leaves in the fall. I don't think the tree is grieving. I, I think there's a sublime love, a great contentment within this part of nature, because we are nature, Rudy's quote, we are nature. We aren't part of nature. We are nature in human form. And with that, we embrace the seasons of the year. We know that the leaves fall to the floor of the forest and new some nutrients back up to the brand new buds that are waiting to be birthed in the spring. We're no different. It takes contractions and expansions to birth a baby. Mm-hmm. Our, our experiences in life are so easily labeled as good and bad. Our emotions are so easily labeled as true and false. But what if we embrace not our true self, but our whole self? What if we embrace not our true nature, but our whole nature? <laughs> it gives us so much more colors on our palette to create on the blank canvas of life.
1: Yeah, like to to, to try and make that more relative so the other night i don't know if any of you listeners can relate to this but i was thinking about our future and it was really scary (laughs) we're not gonna have money people aren't gonna sign up and what's gonna happen here and oh my god i haven't even got a pension and all this stuff going on in my head and it looked really bleak now knowing that we are nature in human form knowing that nature ebbs and flows I knew that I was ebbing. Mm-hmm. And the next day I woke up and completely no will of my own. There was a start that a flowing started to happen naturally. And I thought of my future again. Really bright and cheerful and amazing things go so. Now, what's happening here is when you create a conceptual a spiritual conception that, oh, I'm thinking negative, I'm fearful, I'm doing something wrong, I'm not getting something, there's something mm-hmm. wrong with me. When you get rid of the human line of getting and not getting and true self and false self, and you embrace the wholeness of the allness, you don't get fearful when you ebb because you know life ebbs. And you don't get overly egotistical when you flow because you know life flows. You know it's night, you know it's day, it's winter, summer. These, the only thing true about true nature is that it's nature. And we are nature. And psychologically, emotionally, we ebb and flow too. Now, in the complete naked abandonment of conceptualizing your human experiences of this or a that, or a higher or lower, or a right or wrong. There's just the ebb and the natural flow of the human experience, which reduces fear because you don't mm-hmm. get freaked out by it. So when I was having a really freaked out experience of my possible future, I wasn't freaked out that I was freaked out because I knew this was natural. And so the wholeality of it, the, the unsplitting, the single nature of the human experience reduces fear, reduces self-judgment. And in the absence of those natural systems of our mind, we feel fear, but we're not fearful of that. We, we can get insecure, but we're not insecure that we're insecure. We can feel sad, but we're not sad that we're sad. We're still going to experience all the colors of the human experience, but there's what Jules was saying, a great contentment within. Because the great contentment isn't happiness. it, It isn't bliss. It isn't transcendence. It isn't a particular color of the rainbow. It's the freedom to experience all the colors of the rainbow with freedom how many i don't know if any listeners can relate to this and and yourself nina how many times in your life have you been knocked to your ass and your life hasn't perceivably gone well or or someone left you or you lost somebody or something happened and that was the time of your greatest evolution
2: Mm -hmm. absolutely so
1: when we stop using spiritual concept to judge well obviously his life isn't going well so obviously he doesn't get something Mm -hmm. Or if you're having a really bad day, it means that obviously you're not in your true nature. That creates self-judgment. What would happen with all the colors of the human experience? There was all the possible life experiences of the human and some of them aren't going to feel so good. Mm. In the absence of judging and characterizing them, there's just what's happening and what's happening is the innate contraction and expansion of this universal force that you could call God or you could call consciousness or you could call universal mind or the Tao, whatever word you want to put in it. Understanding the nature of that, you renaturalize. I you love that back.
0: phrase, renaturalizing. I want to do a circle and come around. I wonder if you could both individually share a little bit of your backstory that could show us how you got to this way of thinking about life. Oh, wow. Good. So, um, <laughs> well, I was a, a,
2: a nurse with a bachelor's degree, a single mom who was kind of living in the very much in the material world with a large home, three children, and vehicles etc then i found myself homeless probably two years later and i was living in a car with my son my older daughters had graduated and were off to college and i remember feeling that life shouldn't be this way trying to chase that better feeling trying to my true self, the way I perceived, according to my template, my, my paint by numbers, the way my life should look, nothing kept me more in a contracted state than trying to chase that expanded state. Mm -hmm. Um, And then the state came and took my son. So I was left alone there with the trees, with nature, with the silence. And it was October and it, the leaves were beginning to fall. And that's when I noticed that this birthed so much. This expanded me to the point where I saw life as a whole, the good, the bad, the happy, the sad, and this contracted state, just like the inchworm crawling on the branch of the tree that I was looking at. It needs to contract in order to expand. It needs to contract in order to move forward. It was painful, but there was a sublime love. And then I am so grateful and and honored that I had this experience because a couple months later, my daughter that was just in her freshman year of college was in a fatal car accident. And so... I sort of fumbly around took this understanding and I wanted to shout it from the mountaintops that that we all perceive life and believe that perception to be how we should be living life. And so I shared at my daughter's memorial, there was 2,000 people there, and I just shared that, that there's this innate intelligence inside us, birthing this intuitive essence, and from there, we... We create this beautiful life, but the contractions, the perceived losses, are so important in life. It's like the grittiness on the beach—the grittiness that you 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 find. We we walk around on the beach and we see these pebbles, and we think, "Wow, this is really beautiful." These beautiful glass-like pebbles—they weren't birthed that way. They were created from the grittiness of the sand, from tumbling in the ocean. It's that sublime love. There's a wholeness to it. That's kind of my story, but I,
0: yeah, and yeah, I, I just don't. Um, Bridged version, but what I think really stands out in how I'm hearing you tell it now is that in the, <clears throat> pardon me, the deepest struggle, yeah. love emerged. Your <laughs> awareness of that thing. Love, I you know, love is not a thing, but love is whether you call it a force or however you name it. But the overriding all of the ups and downs, there's there's something constant that's holding. Exactly,
2: Mm -hmm. because we never know. Stepping forward in life, we never know what is going to happen. People people feel that they're nervous and scared and afraid to go into the unknown. But every day, every single nanosecond is the unknown. But there's something deeper. Mm -hmm. There's the always known. So I like to say we're forever stepping into the unknown, hand in hand with the always known, hand in hand with that essence, that sublime love that's always there. It's the scaffolding that holds each and every single human emotion. The word ananda, it's an old Sanskrit word, and it's been described as bliss, but truly the description is contentment. And when you take the, the long A, that means great. So you don't have contentment, you have great contentment, sublime love, every single color of the rainbow and every color in between in that, it's the wholeness.
0: Gorgeous. Rudy, how about you? How did you get here from there?
1: I guess um, I grew up in a very, um, obviously, it's a metaphor, but poisonous household, lots of domestic violence, um, arguing, um, lots of bullying at school. I was the only kid in my school that had this color skin. So I was like, I remember just getting physically beaten pretty much every day for years. And I remember... I won't really go into it. That's another story. But there was a lot of disharmony growing up. So much so that when I became a young man, I was depressed. I was introverted. I was so angry. I'll be constantly punching holes in walls and doors and hurting my knuckles. I I never took my aggression out on people. I took it out on inanimate objects. Um, One thing I learned from my dad is I'm not going to be like him. So I never was. So my first journey out of the darkness so to speak was my sister moved to new zealand and um, i wanted to go and visit her so i saved up enough money i went and i found myself traveling around new zealand and there's an experience that happened and i can't it's it's a measureless experience that i can't use the measurement of words to explain but obviously i'm going to have to because we're talking <laughs> so trying to use trying to use words to explain What's before words is like I don't know. It's like using a brick to paint Monet. You you can't really do it very well, but it, it it's something. <clears throat> there was just like the forces holding Rudy as an entity together kind of just dissolved, and there was like a a renaturalizing, a merging into the allness, meaning like the universe, um, and within that experience um i saw that everything's a microcosm of the macrocosm like all the information of everything is within the tiniest quanta i saw that there are trillions upon trillions upon trillions of our family out there living on other planets because i was them and they were me and i saw that we live in a multiverse now all that's kind of cool but that that is really boring compared to the main vibration i got and it was that the the everything is as a human emotion fundamentally benign it was love and i heard somebody crying and i kind of came to and realized it was me i hadn't hadn't cried in years because i was Mm. too kind of strong and i was weeping 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 because of this love um and that's when i realized the wholeness within it doesn't matter what has happened to you or what you have done, you are already whole. It doesn't matter like your conditioning or your upbringing, your culture, you're, you're already whole. There is this wholeness. Um, and later on, I tried to articulate it um, and I came across a particular understanding of articulating it. And I was kind of a leader within that particular way of articulating it for a number of years until... I realized that for me to really creatively expand how I spoke about it, I had to jump out of the community because there was particular guidelines, a bit bit of a paint by numbers. (laughs) For instance, I realized before I started in that community that I could consciously create, I could sit down in the meditative state and I could imagine and create things in my mind and very soon they'll appear in the form within the template of that understanding we don't go there we don't talk about that that that's not what we talk about and so i stopped talking about it i tried talking about the allness that the whole allness that i experienced and i got told no no sydney banks talks like that you can't talk like that i all of a sudden my wings got clipped and i was facilitating this and un- an understanding with my one hand tied behind my back for years and then thankfully god smiled and jewels came into my life and reminded me of my expanded expression before i got pigeonholed into talking about it in a specific way and helped me remember the expansion and so we created holality as a whole way completely embracing the wholeness of life our creative potential how the human experience works in a way that is inclusive, all-embracing, mm. loving, and not judgmental. It's not that we mix like law of attraction and non-duality and the three principles and the science of consciousness. We don't kind of mix them. We see what's before them, yeah, innate natural force arising as our power to create, arising as one singular nature, arising that, yes, There's a logic to how the human experience works because it's an all inside job. And in the absence of what we make up about it, there's just the fact of it. So we try and take people before to what's always true for everybody and has always been true for everybody all the time and go beyond the teacher, the teaching back within to that ironically, which cannot be spoken, but that which is always present
0: you know what i'm i'm so appreciating about what you're sharing is that so often we rely on that conceptual framework but what i hear you pointing to both of you pointing to is what's before that Mm. i've heard it said that the only problem with searching for happiness is resisting what is Oftentimes, having a conceptual framework about what is, is a form of resistance. Life shouldn't this way. And yet, there's so many different ways to talk about it. You know, that, that if we start living, instead of from our brains, from our hearts, and not feeling a need to conceptualize anything, creativity, mm. inspiration how things work, but just to explore and be in that exploration and delight in the exploration is that the possibilities for understanding without words, as you were saying, Rudy, are much, much greater rather than saying, okay, well, the brush has to be this wide and I'm using this <laughs> particular palette because this is the recommended palette. And yet if we just allow life to life and be what it is, as as you were saying, Jules, and that there is this flow, that we have a, I think we have a much higher chance of being happy, of mm because we're not dividing life into certain requirements or expectations. It's just right. everything that's happening. And I think that's, I mean, what is a more supreme example of creativity than life?
2: Exactly, beautiful, and the uniqueness of it. And I just can't share that enough. The uniqueness, unique to you and only you. Anybody who's listening, watching, you are an expression and you have your own unique intuitive essence. And you have your own blank canvas of infinite potential. You follow that. Hold your passion close and share it wide. And that's what creates beauty. The word science, that to me, well, it means to know. scary to know. And I see that as paint by numbers, you know, recommended this, you should be doing this. But scary, consciousness. That means to know with. So we take it back before it's in the form mm-hmm. and start there.
0: Now, tell me why you think that's important. I mean, to me, you're preaching to the choir, but for people who are, maybe this sounds a little bit unusual, why do we Ab- need to go back?
2: Absolutely, because one of the things that I remember crying and, and when I was, so contracted and feeling lost alone and I was feeling myself head towards homelessness, I would say, this isn't supposed to be like this. Life isn't supposed to be this way. Who's to say how life is supposed to be? There, I hadn't, I had very much a template. I had very much a paint by numbers. When I threw my template away and spoke to my own intuitive essence at the depths of my own soul, with what we create with that love, that sublime love, and knowing that no two individuals, even twins, you know, are exactly alike. They express differently, but it's the, all the colors in the rainbow, it's all the notes in the musical orchestra that bring out the most majestic beauty and embracing that wholeness, the uniqueness, the familiar, the unique familiarity is seeing the uniqueness in somebody else and knowing that you have that uniqueness. That's what I mean by that. Um, Because there's so much resistance, as you said, you know, life shouldn't be this way. When I, I kept me in such a contracted state, I was an inchworm never able to move forward. <laughs> I use that with our students all the time. Look at the inchworm. If he didn't contract, he couldn't expand. And if he wanted to live
1: life, you know, in this expanded state, expanded he, wouldn't stick, get he wouldn't get anywhere.
2: But then you resist the fact that you're in a contraction, you won't get anywhere either. <laughs> That's why it's so important. It's so important. Oh, my goodness. And I hope that made sense.
0: <laughs> I thought it did. <laughs> One of the things that I really appreciated when I was looking at your website, which uh, is it still innate evolution? You made a distinction between being an expert and an explorer. Mm. Mm. Go ahead, Rudy. Well, it's a different
1: paradigm because, okay, so the, the original term for education is a duco to draw out. From within but the way a lot of the world has adopted education is in addition it's giving stuff it's putting into it's showing how to it's, it's paint by numbers and of course we need this i'm glad i learned maths and english at school so obviously it's all helpful um and relevant within certain templates so when you go back to the original term to draw out from within it's a subtraction you are it's the removal of stuff that gets in the way of what is always and has already been present it is the i call it a beforeness and again this i'm not talking about time here there's there's a timeless state that i'm labeling the beforeness the beforeness before we create the beforeness before we create concepts, the beforeness before we are identity. There's there's a beforeness and it can't leave you because it is you. And you can't not be whole because you are already whole from a thought, apart from a thought that you're not. So the reason we say we're not experts, but fellow explorers, an expert is someone who learns stuff and gives an addition to. It's the afterness. Explorers are kind of exploring the beforeness. It's not about a hierarchy. It's about commonality. Mm. One of the most beautiful insights was actually I was in tears for three days afterwards. And I found it quite hard for my ego to take because I realized I was living in spiritual snobbery, thinking I was a bit more spiritual or more evolved than people. And I was kind of thinking I'm here and I have a this big life purpose. And it's more important than other people's purpose. And then at some stage, life slapped me and I realized I'm no more special than anybody else. I'm no more spiritual than anybody else. And I'm not more evolved than anybody else because we were all arising from the aliveness, from the beforeness, and there's no difference. Expression, yes, we express differently, but what we are made for, are commonality. It's like, if you imagine that the beforeness is water, everyone's wave is gonna look slightly different but all the ocean. And seeing my ocean-ness took a lot of egotism off me, made, I realized everyone's gonna have a different wave brought me back to my knees. And I, it's not that I'm saying this, but like, I, I honestly don't feel an expert in anything. I, I don't understand the mind of God. I don't know why things happen. I feel like a complete fool. I don't know anything, but I do know for a fact that the space within me will come through me and talk full stop so I'm not an expert and we're not experts Absolutely. we're just explorers like everyone else listening to this right. of this incredible beforeness
2: and with our <laughs> students we're just mirrors you know we're just mirrors holding up and pointing them back to within themselves to that own unique essence and igniting anything and everything that's always been there within them
0: how would you say that that is useful in the the turbulent times that we're now living in, appearing to be more fragile. And there's so much, you might say there's so much more conflict, or there's so much more awareness of conflict, very, very urgent invitation to change the world and to be a force for good. And one of the reasons that I ask that is because there are obviously many people in the world who are not going to go out and do something that changes the world materially. They are not going to be involved in um, equity and diversion and uh, diversity and justice programs for people to have improved lives, or they're not going to go into the prison systems and do what they can to help, or they're not going to, they're not going to be quote unquote saving the world or even trying to make the world a better place. They simply want to have a life that brings them happiness. I wonder if you can speak to that because there's so much of a push to be doing something for everybody else. But what about, and I don't mean this in a selfish way, because if we're not filled with our own source of inspiration and and uniqueness so that we can be, is beingness enough? Mm, Absolutely.
1: Wow, we could do an entire hour (laughs) just on this Uh, um, because it's, yeah, but we'll try and be precise because this is a a really good question. I (laughs) would like
2: to just invite, okay, so I'm heading down the road, seeing homelessness, inevitable homelessness, resisting and resisting, resisting. I see that now as a gift. It's a gift because it allowed me to zoom out and see the natural contraction and expansion of life and not labeling one or the other as good or bad, but seeing it as whole, inevitable, and in my world, necessary. Had I not had that perception, because that's all it is, we are all unique perceptions within this one consciousness with our unique beliefs and stories. Had I not seen or zoomed out and my, you know, leading forward to my um, daughter's transition, her fatal car accident, I would have perceived that as something very different. I perceive that now as what a gift I had. I was able to birth her, raise her. She called me mama, nobody else. And I got to experience her childhood. Yes, she was transitioned from physical to non-physical at age 18, but she's still very much present. She's very present right here, right now. She's one of the reasons I want to share from the mountaintops that when somebody else perceives, like somebody else looking in on this situation could perceive it as as horrible. Mm -hmm. But I want to offer a more wholeness to it a more zoomed out. And I think if we move forward looking at the world from this space, we can truly expand with love. And when you're expanding with love, you can't not help. Does that make
1: sense? Yes. Also, again, in the world relative here, um, so Jules had a direct experience of of wholeness and it allowed you to to navigate the death of your daughter yes. with incredible resilience.
2: Which each and every individual human expression that is listening right now has that innate potential. It's, it, is, it, is, it is just perception. And I don't mean to say that in, so, in a disrespectful way because I know prior to my son being taken, <laughs> my perception was quite grim. The world seemed to be collapsing around me after my experience. My daughter was in a fatal car accident, but I had more of a zoomed out perception that there are inevitable contractions and expansions. And I'm not saying to not do anything in the world, but move forward with love, with a wholeness, with non-judgment, with a release of
1: resistance. And with that release and resistance, you have your Sophia cry days. Exactly. Sometimes you get angry that she's not here. Sometimes you have a day where you feel really, really sad. Absolutely. Other times you have days where you think of her and you're kind of funny because mm-hmm. she's she such a character. Mm-hmm. So we're not saying you're going to be in peace and love if, like, my goodness, like every work, parent's probably worst nightmare is that their their child will pass away. So we're not saying that you enter this state and it's all wonderful. We're saying that you, you feel, but there's an allowing and embracing that this this is okay this is natural and you just feel through it all you say
2: absolutely yeah
0: does that make sense <clears throat> i think to, to me it makes a lot of sense and so i think if i can go back to that question what is there something we should be doing or shouldn't be doing that what what really came out and stood out for me as you were speaking was it doesn't matter what we're doing if we're doing it out of love
2: right the sublime love, yeah, the wholeness, yeah. the knowing of the, the embracing of the contractions as well as the expansion, the surrendering, or maybe that's too harsh of a word, but just the, the knowing that life contracts and expands and that things look different when we're contracted versus expanded.
1: And that's normal. And that's
2: normal. We could like okay. go on for it. An-
1: <laughs> I, I want to throw something in from a different angle here, if that's okay. So this may be a bit, bit out there, but bear with me. So we're not separate from nature. We are nature in human form. We're not separate from consciousness or God or the, the beforeness. We are
2: consciousness human. We're
1: consciousness humaning. We're the beforeness aftering. We are... A microcosm of the macrocosm. There's lots of different ways you use words. So science uses the word entanglement. We're entangled within the field. The field meaning the oneness. So it's not as if there's a Nina and life. Life is nina-ing right now. Okay, so there's no separation. Um, I mean, relatively speaking, obviously, there's a there's a thought of separation. Otherwise, you couldn't be interviewing us over here. So absolutely, that that's all part of the whole. But I just wanted to say that the research into this, there's something called coherence, the HeartMath Institute labels it coherence, when people in a state of coherence, what is it? It's love. What is love? It's a mind with no judgment. Mm -hmm. So holality, An implication or side effect of embracing the whole is a lack of self judgment and judgment of others. How does that feel? It's coherence. It's it's unconditional love. Anyway, so there's been a lot of research into the effect of a non physical vibration on the physical world. Okay, now again, I just want to back up. There's not a non-physical vibration affecting the physical world because it's all one state of consciousness but relatively speaking yes you could say your non-physical state of love does and can that have effect on physical time space and matter creation okay this is from our book and holality the missing link to love and i'm just going to read this um Actually, I won't because it's kind of long. I don't know how much time we've got, but but basically, in 1988, a group of people people actively got in a state of coherence during the Jerusalem, in Jerusalem during the Lebanon War, to see if their non physical state could have an effect on the physical, the war. They did this experiment seven times. And during that time, this state of vibration was implemented. The following statistics were recorded. (laughs) War-related fatalities reduced by 76%. Injuries, 68%. Conflict dropped by 48%. Cooperation between antagonists increased 66%. Now, you could be thinking, well, it's just a fluke. It's just, you know, it's just kind of coincidence. But... Independent researchers found looking at the results that the likelihood of these effects happening by chance was less than 10 to the power of 19. That basically means, well, like, I can't even tell how many zeros it is. That's it's really, really big. It made this research the most rigorously established phenomena in the history of social sciences and was published in the Journal of Conflict Resolution. Okay, it's a one off. However, Liverpool and England, 58% drop in crime, Washington, 21% drop in violent crime, I could go on and on, so what we're saying is, is that our own wholeness without us doing anything in the form that state of vibration by entrainment lifts. The community's vibration and a lot of the perceivingly complicated difficult disharmonious things going on in the world right now it changes a vibration so those cease or they reduce and one other thing i'd like to say is that i've been physically been into communities um, that my first teacher dr roger mills went into sharing an understanding part of the understanding that we teach and one community at some stages was the fourth had the fourth highest homicide rate in the nation lockwood gardens in california
0: after no to me by the way <laughs> no relation to you at all, Nina.
1: it was called not lockwood gardens yeah, in not california Nina. <laughs> and um, there hasn't been a homicide since now and Prostitution stopped, gang warfare stopped, employment went up, social cohesion went up. Again, not a one-off. I've been into loads of different communities and the same results there too, all over the place. Now, the reason I'm saying that is when I interviewed the police officer, Jerry Williams, who helped with this, I said to him, "What, what happened? Because it was on 10 network news channels, this huge community transformation. I said, what happened? And he said, and this is his words, and I've got him on video saying this, the community didn't have a drug problem. The community didn't have a gang warfare problem. The community had a health problem. They weren't healthy. When the community got healthy, our word is whole, all of that disappeared because all of that was just a symptom of the community not being healthy. So as we, as a global community, get healthy, you could say a rise in consciousness. You could say uncovering more love. You could call it whatever you want to call it. But as we experience our wholeness, it absolutely 100% has a knock-on effect in the physical world. So if you want to be an activist, go ahead, raise the banner, do something in the form but you could be a spiritual ex- activist, it could be your own state of vibration that Absolutely. does the doing in the world too. And I want to say this isn't a nice spiritual belief. This is a very well-researched phenomena that, yes, state of vibration does affect physical time, space, and matter, because it is all a state of vibration.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, that is so <laughs> gorgeous. I'm so glad you shared that. I don't know if this has been exchanged between us at some point in the past, but I studied energy medicine for 20 years, and I went into that in, in great depth. And I also studied quantum physics to the best of my limited intellectual capacity. But that idea that being a spiritual activist and understanding that we don't necessarily have to go out in the world and change it. But if right. we allow ourselves to be changed by the understanding that you're referring to, that is as profound. It's yes, so yes. important to make people aware of because I know there are a lot of people who feel guilty or inadequate that they they're not in a they don't have the capacity to go out and change things in the physical form, but to know mm. that things can change on a spiritual level, on an energetic level, and how creative that can be, can really give people a a sense of relief that there is something they can do. They don't have to be helpless, or don't Mm -hmm. feel like they can't be a contributor.
2: Yeah. The HeartMath Institute uh, started something called the Global Coherence Initiative. And I highly recommend anybody to look into that um, it's amazing. And it's they're actually monitoring um, love <laughs> and compassion.
1: Yeah, they, they found that the heart has a 5,000 times greater magnetic field than the brain and a 100 times greater elect, uh, electrical field than the brain. Mm-hmm. So our heart-based emotions is the medium through which creation happens in the physical form. We are all what I saw from my first experience, from going, ironically, from a devout atheist, meaning I thought that anyone who believed in anything spiritual was deluded, having an experience and realizing that I'm part of God, and I'm I'm not religious, but I want to say that we are all part of this great beforeness, aftering right now, this consciousness humaning. I thought they were all entangled, mm-hmm. and of course. Our heart-based emotions can affect the world, and they already are, and they do.
2: Right? Yeah. So, like, when back to to um, when my son was taken, so I was resisting life. Life shouldn't be like this. To seeing us as nature, there's an inevitable expansion. energy there's an inevitable increase in vibration Mm -hmm. that in itself and it began from within yeah it always begins from within and so that's why i want to invite people to see that within themselves next time when they feel lost and alone and and sad think about this the the inevitable cycle because i i have I mean, I don't go through life floating and getting it.
1: Me neither.
2: (laughs) You know, I go through life. And when we have those moments where we cry,
0: we're like, oh,
2: we're here again.
0: You
1: know, being human. It's
0: just the being human, the wholeness. Well, we'll definitely have to get you back again because we've already come to the top of our (laughs) hour. And I just want to thank you so much. And if you could share with us how people can find you. Has your book come out yet?
1: It's written but not out in the form. So you can go to um, Amazon. It's on pre-order on Amazon and you'd obviously get it when it when it's released. Um, but you can find us on ww.inateevolution or, or evolution. evolution, if you're American. <laughs> um, um and we're on Facebook, Twitter, yeah. Instagram.
0: And Pinterest. Well, thank you so much. What a lovely lovely heart-filled beautiful conversation with two beautiful souls Oh, thank you Nia. Thank, thank you so Nina. much for interviewing us so bless much. you and all your good
1: work that you're doing
0: i know <laughs> definitely thank you. thank you everyone who's been listening or watching we really appreciate your being here and i hope you find this useful and informative and something new thank you so much we'll see you the next time take care bye for now